from. Yep. Okay. Hey, everyone. Hey. Welcome to episode, technically episode three of She's Too Much. The second yeah. episode that's being recorded. But True. episode three. Welcome. Okay, I'm Sam. I'm Melissa. I'm Carly. And we're She Is Too Much. <laughs> Um, this week we have some pretty cool topics. Um, let's start off with Melissa. What did you do last week? <laughs> um, I just went to this little little get-together, one might mm-hmm. say. Um, it's called the Masters Golf Tournament. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knew I was a golf fan? Who knew? <laughs> Not I. Um, but I am now. Turns out this is going to be a sports podcast. <laughs> My worst nightmare come true. <laughs> no, she came back and she starts talking to me about how Disney stocks have raised. And I was like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> and I was like, wait, no, I don't actually speak this language. No, no, no. I came back and I asked if she wanted to go hit balls. <laughs> Before I do you like actually want to golf? Yeah. yeah. She's like, wait. Yeah, I do. development update. No. I like golf now. No, I want to. Okay. There's no harm in wanting to hit some balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also... <laughs> Continue. Also, um, I was talking about the stocks, so now I'm a 50-year-old white male, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened at the Masters, but uh, it appears that I'm a new person Yeah, now, you've changed. You know? Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not the same person I was on last week's episode. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. want to tell them about your your outfit? Okay, my outfit was <laughs> killer. <laughs> I wore. Yeah. Um, I got my dress from TJ Maxx. I was there. Yeah, yeah. this was Carly. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was pretty fresh. It had a nice little like tropical vibe going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I got a matching visor. <laughs> <laughs> That was blue and um, wore a scrunchie, wore some hoop earrings. Wow. I was pretty stylish. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um, kind of rocked it, not going to yeah. lie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more so why I enjoyed <laughs> it. Because <laughs> you looked so good. Because I looked the part <laughs> so heavily. Because you just associate it with looking good now, <laughs> golf. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I'll ever quite feel that peak again, you know? Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was a super fun time, actually. I got to see Tiger Woods play some golf. So this is, like, actually a sports podcast now. I guess. Radio show, whatever this is. Everything I didn't want us to be on. Might be. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it was actually pretty cool because he made a comeback, you know. Mm -hmm. He's been through some hard times. Mm -hmm. And then he won, which was dope. Mm -hmm. So... But it also was so hot <laughs> yeah. while I was there. Like, <laughs> there were people or women in the bathrooms just, like, touching up their makeup, looking so dainty. <laughs> and I had just climbed <laughs> a hill with my mom, and it was 83, and the sun was beating on my oh back. My I was dripping sweat, and I was just, like, the reddest I've ever been. And I went into the bathroom, like, gasping for <laughs> air. I was like, <sighs> And the women were just like, hello, welcome to the Masters. And I was like... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's really hot out here, guys. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. But that was what I did last week. Mm-hmm. It was a fun vacation. Yeah. You get to miss school. Yeah. Lucky that. you, I guess. Any excuse to do that. But also stay in school. But also miss it if you want. <laughs> but also stay in Whatever school. Whatever you want to do, be a free little flower. That's that your message gross. for today. Yeah, that was kind of cringy. That was really gross. <laughs> Made me vomit slightly. That's what you sound like. I don't know. Um, Carly and I are fighting today. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. We're feuding. Um, <laughs> just, we just watched Game of Thrones also. Yeah. The first episode of season eight. Six? Mm-hmm. Six. Eight? <laughs> Six. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm just like not even sure. I'm pretty sure it's eight. It's eight. Okay. It's seven? Carly, what is it? Eight. <laughs> Are you sure? Because you didn't seem sure. I, um, um, I'm um, going to say it's eight. How many seasons? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There's eight. There's eight okay. for sure. I second okay. guess myself. But yeah, it was a pretty solid episode. Mm-hmm. Missed That's it last good. night. Told all my friends mm-hmm. that watched that if they told me anything about it, mm-hmm. 
they would be hearing from me <laughs> exhausted me mm. so <laughs> they didn't say anything about it except one of my friends typed something real riskily in our group chat about it and it didn't give anything away but now after i've seen the episode i'm like why did you do that <laughs> you knew what would happen if you said anything <laughs> but it's all right you know how are you mm-hmm. today sam i'm pretty good i'm pretty caffeinated but good i'm i'm really just like living through the experience but Those on a high of ounces. caffeine of yeah caffeine. i accidentally had way too much yeah. so um we're just gonna see <laughs> when i crash and go from there um Carly, do you want to talk about that great movie you watched on Hulu? Oh, yeah. I'm really late to the party. But I haven't watched it yet I'm either. also so late to the party. But if Beale Street Could Talk is on Hulu now, I don't know when it got added. But like, very recently, I think. I, I would assume so, because mm-hmm. I definitely would have watched it sooner if mm-hmm. I had the chance. It was so good, though. The costumes were amazing. I love James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. It was. They did such a good job with it. I love that movie, and everyone should watch it. Also, we're not sponsored by the Masters or <laughs> wait, or the sure? film. Yeah, unfortunately, okay. they said no. I don't really know why, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to hop on our train. It's fine. I guess not. We'll just find uh, support somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> like with Sam's parents. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. My favorite listeners, if you're out there, hey. <laughs> yeah hey sam's Sam mom and dad <laughs> if you hear this cindy is that her name yeah yeah hey, we love cindy. cindy hey cindy quick shout out to cindy and mike hey and dad mike. hey <laughs> um uh, speaking of mike aka men um <laughs> carly you wrote some notes um let's talk about this I think this is oh. very interesting and i want you to elaborate because i read the notes and i thought it was so cool um so Earlier today, my sister called me a crazy cat lady because I was talking about... Because arguably she is a little. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, why does that feel sexist every time someone calls me that? And (laughs) (laughs) so then I thought about like how my dad doesn't really like cats. And I've always wondered if it was because... What are you guys doing? I'm sorry. I was showing texts from my mom. Oh, what'd she say? Um... She said, oh, dad lost the link. But my mom said, I'm here. He's not. Trash men. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we love Cindy. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, keep going. Um, Cats and men. Yeah, I was talking about how, like, I've noticed at least that men try to avoid liking cats. Mm-hmm. At least, like, the ones that I have met. I don't know if they actively. <laughs> well, I don't think I they're don't like, like, I'm just going to hate all cats. No, I don't think it's like that. I think it's definitely a subconscious thing Mm -hmm. but then i was thinking maybe it's because like cats are feminine so i was like i'll research this Mm -hmm. because i have i live on ebsco host now because i'm writing my lit review um so i looked it up and cats are apparently as we know from black cats being like killed and stuff Mm -hmm. that oh my god i don't think we know though i think I found out because you told me about a month Sam, ago. Yeah. So I think I maybe you should. Yeah, like black cats get more adopted during Halloween for like sacrifices and people kill them a lot, Creepy. which is a huge issue. Yeah, because people are really superstitious. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so sick. Like, yeah. I just don't understand. But. but I looked like that up and it's because like cats are associated with like witches. And so me? Yeah. Continuing, continuing. <laughs> and then also... Because, like, women, I don't know where this started, but women are, like, highly sexualized and, like, compared to cats, like, with cat suits and, like, having cat-like features. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like to have claws sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm constantly like scratching at doors. Yes. You know? <laughs> that is, like, actually a common thing for you, and I don't know where you got that from. I also say hiss a lot. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, boy. My subconscious, man. I'm part cat. Um, so then, as I was just looking around at EBSCOhost, I found this 2013 study called Cat Person, Dog Person, Gay or Heterosexual, The Effect of Labels on Man's Perceived Masculinity, Femininity, and Likeability, and it's by Robert Mitchell, uh, Robert Mitchell and Alan Ellis, 
And then it was talking about how um, these researchers gave participants two pictures of men. And in the study, they like described how both these men were appearing were not feminine and they appeared very masculine and they told their participants that one of these person or one of these people is a dog person and the other is a cat person and then they had them rank their masculinity after they told them that and then um they did the same thing they did the same process by telling participants like this man in this picture is gay and this one is straight and they found that participants quote participants rated the men less masculine uh, when cat persons than when dog persons are unlabeled and less masculine and more feminine when gay than or than when anything else, mm. which I thought was unquote. I thought that, that was interesting. That is really interesting. And yeah. I think um, I, hey, I have a cat, I guess, by association. Um, King Zuko. Mm -hmm. I call him Zucchini because Zuko is a stupid name. <laughs> that is another episode. <laughs> Um, he's been like having so many issues though. <laughs> like I, he's peed in my room yeah. five times, two more times. Yeah, he's while like, I was gone. Like I don't know who's opening my door, but like someone is, and that's the truth. I know who it is, yeah. but someone is. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, he's like peeing in everyone's room, and he like only pees on fluffy blankets. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's what? Your entire bed? How were you hurt when yeah. you were a small kid? Like. <laughs> But yeah my entire bed is just blankets but anyways and he's losing like all of his hair oh, and it's nobody. like so sad he was licking himself so much and oh. then like last night i was like holding him oh. and i was just like cherishing him um because no As one really do. does but yeah he went to the vet and the vet was like yeah everything's fine and i was like he has anxiety likewise of his mother me <laughs> um but anyways I agree. I feel like I'm like the besides Isaac, his true owner, the yeah. most likely to like have that relationship with him to like idolize him as a part of my <laughs> life. And I feel like especially because I'm a witch, um, we just like get along really well because he's a black cat, but he needs to stop peeing on my stuff because I'm really over it. Yeah. He peed on my stuffed animal of a black cat. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> was this um, establishing dominancy or no, establishing sure. dominancy? Dominancy. Yeah. Dominancy. A new term. Mm -hmm. Why um, does that sound like a Pinterest name? Dominancy? Dominancy, get over oh, here. Oh, wait, it kind of does. <laughs> like those ones where they have like the board um, and they like, yeah. it's like, oh, I can't even think of them. Just those stupid names and like, these are the people they're that don't like, believe in vaccines. Yeah, they're like McKyler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's like all white christian yeah. women and i'm like okay <laughs> this is too far <laughs> vaccine your kids and stop oh naming them dumb names if any of our listeners are named mikhailer um <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. Oh my gosh. i am sorry um, um it's not your fault speaking of um a lot of white christian people um let's talk about scary sex or sex education so you've oh. heard oh well growing up is that a good topic? Are we vibing oh. with that? Yeah. Okay. Um, everyone think of an example. Ready? I have one. Okay. Um, that I already <laughs> shared before we were on the air. Yeah. I think, like, the scariest one, it didn't happen to me. It actually happened to my friend who went to, like, a Catholic K-8 through school. But she told me that they told her that if you used a tampon when you get your period, that that means that you're not a virgin anymore because it's like popping your hymen and technically like you're having sex and it's like with what the tampon. Um, but anyways, super intimate she like couldn't sure. use a tampon <laughs> until she was like 16 because oh, she was so, she was so scared. scared. Well, it's like, like, I think she was so scarred because it was just like a very like heavy conversation yeah. to begin with. I'm and assuming they like sat them all down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's Only like women. In the yeah. Room. They separated oh, yeah. the men and the women for sure. It's like think about how you talk about something that's like the most natural part of life and essentially life itself. <laughs> if you think about it and then you're like, you will be no longer sane in the church of God. It's like, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> well, I went to a Catholic elementary and like middle Like K through eight? Oh, yeah, yep. I thought you just went to like one year of it. No, no, no. Oh, you are scared. Yeah. It's deeply ingrained. I'm not going to say yeah. anything about that in case oh, anyone no. hears. <laughs> but 
I'm neither nodding nor. <laughs> Anyways, um, so <laughs> we'll not confirm a yeah, possible. Cannot scarring. confirm. Um, but I don't remember us ever having a sex talk. Mm. First oh, really? of all, I didn't receive a sex talk um, from my education establishment mm-hmm. um, until maybe my sophomore or junior year of high school. Mm. Yeah. So that's a problem for yeah. sure. <clears throat> um, yeah, we only talked about bullying for like... <laughs> For four to five years of, like, when our counselor would come in and we'd have health. We would <laughs> so talk about bullying. bullying was a part of health? Yeah. Did they talk about, like, mental health? Uh, okay. I don't recall okay. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I do not so just recall. bullying is a health issue. I do remember issue. at one point we talked about, I think we brushed on STDs. Oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. It was like, you'll brushed. get it and you'll die. And you might pass away. <laughs> oh yeah 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 dies yeah, like a pg-13 word um oh my mom just sent me a really good reminder of a story okay you keep going so yeah that was just my experience with uh mm-hmm. catholic k-8 through sex mm-hmm. education well which is none yeah mm-hmm. none none <laughs> yeah i <laughs> love those puns yeah Oh, um, wow. Are you <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, we didn't have nuns in my school, man. I just don't, don't like instantly think of think nuns. None. Anyways. Funny. Um, so you said that you didn't really have like your first sex talk in school until like 10th grade. Right? <laughs> my mom gave me one when I was little though. Yeah. And um, well, first it came about because I asked how puppies were made. Oh, Innocent Alyssa. question. Oh. Innocent question. And she was like, well, <laughs> actually, um, it's the same way humans are made. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> not now, please. <laughs> and then she told me about it, and then I told her that I wanted to adopt. So, <laughs> me. So, um, and then I, like, threw my covers over my head. Mm-hmm. And then, how old were you? I think I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, no, it can't be that. <laughs> it can't be that disgusting act. <laughs> yeah. uh, we still laugh about it to this day. It's really it's funny. so funny, though. Yeah. So that's how I learned mm-hmm. the birds and the old uh, bees. That's an Love okay that. saying. Wow. Wow. I remember, like, the first time we talked about, like, anything sexual in school was, like, fourth grade for me mm. back in the twin real cities. early yeah they really you got body you shop? what do you have to read body shop do you remember no. that it was like these kids and they're like i am growing armpit hair what's wrong with me jeremy and then the other one would be like it's puberty let's learn and then it's like cartoons <laughs> <laughs> to talk about body hair and incredible. i was like this isn't helping that i'm bleeding like oh this is not helping me I don't care about Jeremy and his body hair. No, (laughs) that's what it felt like. We, like, got separated. Like, all the the boys and the boy teachers went in one room. Classic. And all the girls and the girl teachers, yeah, went in the other one. And so then we watched, like, two separate videos about puberty. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. And it's always, like, someone that just comes in and it's like... Hi. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to learn about... No, it's always a video puberty. from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an 80s video or yeah. something like that. No, that's definitely what it was. And then we talked about it again in uh, 10th grade. And then they showed us a bunch of pictures of like STIs and stuff. <laughs> Talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my mom texted me this before I forget. I have two stories. So let's set the scene. It's 7th grade. Um... I'm chilling, really. <laughs> I'm failing math. <laughs> I'm uh, kind of like between friend groups. I have health class. I believe it was like my last class of the day. So I'm there I'm enjoying myself. Um, my professor, what? My teacher. Oh, no. <laughs> no, wow. not really professor. Elegant. We're not giving you that title. Miss <laughs> Dahl, if you're out there, you scarred me. Um, but my teacher's husband was my math teacher. So I was like, you probably talk about me in your home because I do so bad in your class. So I was embarrassed to begin with. And then 
we had this day where I don't think she ever said the word sex once, but, and also like side note, we only learned about heterosexual sex. If we did learn about sex and any other type of sex, you were told you would get AIDS and probably die. So that was really cool for me. Yeah. Yeah. And they only said that LGBT people get AIDS. And I was like, that is a myth perpetuated by stereotypes. What did you think when you were in, like, seventh grade when you first heard that, though? I mean, I was like, were you just, like, scared? I was like, oh, what does this mean? What's this disease that kills you yeah. when you are just chilling, you know? Yeah. But anyways, continuing. So I was, like, sitting there, and I was like, okay, what are we going to talk about today that's going to ruin my future? And all of a sudden, she introduces this concept from a book that she wrote that she's selling on Amazon. And um, the concept was called Break for Orange Juice. So she explained okay. it this way. Wait. <laughs> she explained it this way. What is her name? Um, You'll have to show me a picture for later okay. because I have memories of that too. Okay. Okay, continue. So um, it was this idea that when you're with a partner and things are getting hot and heavy and you don't want to engage in sexual intercourse, you should leave the room and say you have to get a drink of orange juice. And that's a comfortable way of... And let's talk about consent culture within that. Yeah. Not being able to say no. no. <laughs> um, so that was a oh, way no. where it was like, you're com- you like, oh, I'm going to leave the room because I don't want to do this, but I'm not going to actually say how I feel. I'm just going to say that I really want orange juice. And like Classic that's random super thoughts. Midwest, you know? Yeah, too. I know. Like so polite. It in no way helped me ever. No. Um, and then also what I pulled up on my computer, <laughs> we had to watch this thing. Okay, so Pam Stenzel. If you're out there, hey, Pam. you also scarred me. Um, she's an absence-only sex ed speaker who tells students that if you take birth control, your mother probably hates you. Wow. And this was a video I had to watch when I was 13. Thank you, Hudson, Wisconsin, for being not only white, conservative, but absence-only. Um, so basically, she just talks about... <laughs> this quote kills me. I could look at any one of you in the eyes right now and tell if you're going to be promiscuous, she told the Charleston Gazette. So, um, so this woman's a little messed up. To adults? To students. She oh. does, like, TED Talks, but not TED Talks. Okay. Because obviously TED she wouldn't get funding. They don't want her. Yeah. Oops. Um, and she, like, she was on the 700 Club, so, you know. But it's, like... It's so bad. And she just, like, blames people and just, like, victim blaming. It's all absence only, all pro-life. Your mom probably hates you. Yeah, and it's, like... My mom is the one who told me to get on birth control. I know. And it's, like, oh, let's stigmatize birth control even further. That's fine. And also keep polarizing the conversation of sex in education. I mean, my mom didn't want me to get on birth control at first. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... As I said earlier, I went to a Catholic school for yeah. K through eight. Mm-hmm. So um, sex before marriage wasn't it's exactly definitely like a cultural <laughs> thing. Sorry, I'm interrupting again. <laughs> what was our safe word? No, oh, no, we can't say that on no. <laughs> here. Um, <laughs> um, which makes it utterly useless. But <laughs> but yeah, so I I just it made kind of it made it kind of impossible to like open up a conversation where that was a comfortable topic because it immediately jumped to the topic of are you doing this before marriage or whatever Mm -hmm. which is like a fair question i think for a parent to ask um (laughs) sorry my spotify just started playing interesting technical difficulties Um, i had an email from grubhub and i was listening to put you on by amber mark and dram continue classic um but yeah so it i think birth control can be kind of an odd topic for people Mm -hmm. that grew up in yeah such an experience i was like i have cramps i need it and then my mom was like nah you want to have sex and i was like no my period's so bad mom (laughs) (laughs) then she saw right through me (laughs) so that was fun um thanks mom for hey cindy that thanks cindy um what were you gonna say carly yeah carly oh i was just gonna (laughs) say like i didn't grow up catholic so Mm -hmm. 
and I had like no experience with mm-hmm. Catholicism, so I didn't even know that it was like mm-hmm. a thing. To Do you not feel be like Christianity like had any like was that anything that your parents talked about with like being Christian and birth control, or there were no, separate topics? Absolutely not. Yeah. They didn't view it that way at all. I don't think my parents like viewed it within Catholicism, but I yeah. think you're taught it within Catholicism. Okay. So like my reasoning was like my parents being like nervous, mm-hmm. and I think that's like very okay and I completely agree with them and me also being younger and like I just think Catholicism some realms of it old traditional Catholicism especially that people rely on you just don't have these fluid conversations and that's what it's missing for sure but then you know those fluid conversations have happened later in life yeah Carol and I have grown yeah we've blossomed Mm -hmm. together who's Carol my mother my mother (laughs) is Carol hey mom (laughs) You'll listen to this later, probably. So, hey. And she was Carol. <laughs> I love that. Just for the oh fans gosh, don't to Don't even know. get me started on who Carol is. A businesswoman. She is, though. A fierce woman. Don't mess with her. She's petite, but dragon-like. At the same time. Maybe a Daenerys. Who knows? Maybe a Targaryen. Okay, um... Yeah. Uh, another <laughs> cool topic that we're, we're gonna go into earlier today sam's like let's work on transitions <laughs> and she goes and um yeah here <laughs> i am clap yeah um i did a project on this for my english class oh my god um oh, yeah it was I'm so excited i this. did this first semester sophomore year so it was like almost two years ago if i looked at the paper i remember i turned it in seven hours late too my um professor i think you know who he is you saw him at um when you were out and he oh, won something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, Him. Yep. It was for his grammar class, and I was chilling, really. And I did this I huge project. I think in all scenarios, you're chilling. I am chilling a lot. I'm really just soaking all it up. Did you just interrupt? Carly? I think she did. Don't you dare. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I did a project on computer stickers and, like, water bottle stickers and how um we use them to create affect and like emotion especially like on college campuses and i primarily talked about like conservative stickers and liberal stickers and a bit about how like people view stickers like as another realm of their personality and like as an extension of their likes and dislikes it's kind of like um you need to like especially for me like i don't talk in a ton of my classes i don't talk in my english classes because you know english department problems but i talk in other classes sometimes <laughs> sometimes in my english classes though like i don't talk and i think people get to know me by like maybe like what i wear or like yeah, my yeah that's how i got supplies. to know you i feel yeah by what i wear i talked in critical theory though sometimes sometimes yeah. but um like my water bottle for example i'm holding it right now i have like stickers on it for like human rights um Save the Bees, Tame Impala, The Washington Post, a Chicago sticker, some Eco stickers. Yeah, a Ruth Bader Ginsburg sticker. Um, And, like, this is a way that people get to know me if I don't talk. Like, they know my interest by, like, looking at my water bottle. And, um, oh, my God, wait, I'm having deja vu right now. It's happening on air. Weird. I always get deja vu, and it's the coolest feeling ever. It's because I'm a witch. Moving on. (laughs) So, these stickers. Um they're so infiltrated into the college scene and i had a very interesting run-in today when i was at a local coffee shop of cool beans and there was a unnamed (laughs) individual with a computer that had a lot of stickers they were like very generic it was like their sorority um it had a cross had the green bay packers um like it said born in 99 and i was like are you bragging that you were born in 1999? Interesting. Are you bragging that you're younger than me? Huh. I was like, didn't know how to feel about that. Just a lot of like bland ones and like Grey's Anatomy, obviously. <laughs> and I think it's just, Obvious. it's interesting to like talk about how in the collegiate scene we express ourselves through like our personal belongings instead of getting to know people. Because I feel like a lot of us are very focused on like, getting through college and being done and we only make us like a few connections like i only have like i have a lot of acquaintances and like kind of friends with same i agree with these but i only have like a couple like 
real friends that I actually care about because I just don't have the effort. I don't have the time or the effort. So I feel like I communicate to people like with extensions of my personality through personal belongings. But um, I think some stuff I talked about like in my study was especially like with the 2016 election, how people communicated this. And then also after how like, for example, like people that had like Trump stickers, how those like stayed on their water bottles or stayed on their computers or how if they were removed and the emotion that was created around this and also like the nostalgia of the Reagan Bush era Mm. that was promoted a lot through Trump's campaign Mm -hmm. and like there was you've seen that like stupid sticker that people have and it's like it says Reagan Bush 84 and I'm like you weren't even alive you weren't weren't even in the womb you You were non-existent kindergarten or something no like you weren't alive like college students in 1984 oh wow they were the other Bush might be no like they weren't even (laughs) here halfway here and I was like, okay. But I think, too, Carly and I talked about this. Like, I think your computer is different than the average user's. Because, like, do you want to, like, say some of your stickers that you have on yours? Are you calling me weird? No, like, it's better. It's <laughs> okay, actually, good. like... Carly's, like, on edge today. No. <laughs> okay, like, my water bottle has really cute stickers on it. And, like, this is an extension of my personality. Yeah. Whereas the person that I saw at Cool Beans, it was, like, Bible verses... Yeah. Grey's Anatomy and a sports team they probably don't even watch. Also a beer bottle. And a beer bottle. That's important to know. It's like, how can you have a Bible verse and a beer bottle connected in the same entity? It's like, you pick one, I feel like. I don't know so if that that's was interesting. Yeah. I feel like for our generation, well, I guess for no one it's true. But I think that's, it's more of a fair, like, you would assume that that person would be less would less be less likely to do like that. vocal about yeah yeah that's what i mean their mm-hmm. habits but um i don't know i've seen some uh some people that are really religious get down on the weekends <laughs> i know but i know it just sounds like they're trying to make alcohol personality trait. i know which oh is another God. huge thing it's it's not it's really <laughs> not <go> off. <laughs> <laughs> just like screeching about that mm-hmm. it's so exhausting I mean, like, Mm -hmm. it's, if you post, well, I was watching this YouTube video Mm -hmm. the other day by Curtis Connor, um, a young king from Vine. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. like him. Also not sponsored by Curtis Connor. (laughs) (laughs) But he was doing this video, um, and he titled it, I think, Drinking to kill oh god what was oh, it called something about killing your liver yeah it was something yeah. about killing your liver with drinking as t- as content yeah and that's just been a thing that's been popping up like on my twitter feed mm-hmm. sometimes it's just this girl or guy and it's I hate to say it but it's always a white person um <laughs> chugging alcohol so aggressively like a wine bottle or just like an entire bottle in quotes of vodka and it's just (laughs) like that's not even cool what are you doing Mm -hmm. your liver is just (laughs) Mm -hmm. probably like crippling under the weight (laughs) of that liquor (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it's the weight that really gets the liver down yeah and (laughs) i know that yeah yeah yeah. i know that alcohol can like really bring people together and stuff like that in certain situations it is a social lubricant yeah but also that's not that doesn't make it a, a trait. Mm-hmm, exactly. Makes it a arguably mm-hmm. unhealthy hobby if mm-hmm. you're doing it in the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the people in these videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's slightly uh, frustrating. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, I've noticed this especially in lacrosse, it's probably in a lot of college towns, instead of just like saying you have like, something that you enjoy doing we feel like we have to label it and like put it in this box so it's an extension of your personality like IUWL um belonging to certain religious organizations are seen as a personality trait instead of just the religion you identify with Yeah. Yeah, yeah which I think is very interesting and also like alcohol too like um people that just like drink all weekend and I'm like I truly can't because I think I have 20 hours of homework to do yeah for real and like I'll get down with you every now and then, <laughs> maybe once a semester, but like, no, I'm trying to make a living, you know, trying I mean, to exist. I got to tell you, 
used to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not for, well, for me, and I think quite a few other people, it's not long lasting. Like it can't mm-hmm. last super long, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't just keep doing it and doing it and then expect to be super um, capable of accomplishing everything that you want to accomplish. That's just not how it goes. What's that fuzzy noise? Ooh, rain. I uh, don't know. Maybe. I feel like it might be your mic. Interesting. What do I do? (laughs) Interesting take. Um... Yeah, I think it's your mic, Carly. Yeah. We are having technical difficulties. Still there? Yeah, it's like it's still song here. Written by me. Um, but yeah, so stickers are a very interesting, like artifact of media and a very interesting genre to analyze. For sure. Still there? Yeah. No. Technical Maybe. difficulties. I think it's just your mic. Did you try turning it off? I can still hear it. Try turning your mic off. Yeah. Oh, no, it's still there. Try turning my mic off. Okay, so. Is it Melissa's? Maybe. Technical difficulties. (laughs) Okay, let's just keep going. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I agree with all that was said great job ladies thanks sorry for the uh techni- uh technical <laughs> difficulties okay. i think that might yeah, have helped it's like for sure your mic okay sorry i didn't one? choose this life no <laughs> no okay so we're gonna skip that one carly's too close to some of the um victims <laughs> so um I think another, oh. yeah. Oh, I think we need to make a quick uh, mention about something that we said in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, typically, as a generation, oh, yeah, yeah. we mm-hmm. choose to use the terms men suck or yeah. men are trash. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, that sentence can come off as a broad generalization. However, we don't necessarily mean when we <laughs> say said sentences mm-hmm. that all men are the worst. Mm-hmm. It's more so saying that masculinity and toxic yeah. masculinity and the effects of those mm-hmm. things are the worst. Yeah, it's yeah. not men. It's the masculinity issues. Yeah. And and those are separate entities. How that affects them as a being mm-hmm. and you know someone might assume that hey maybe we're really hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> by men and yeah. you know Which- in some ways isn't entirely wrong some mm-hmm. some wrongdoings have done in the pa- been done in the past but at the same time <laughs> someone could also say that about women mm-hmm. it's just a saying that our generation uses mm-hmm. we don't want to come off as coming at an entire (laughs) gender of being uh so we just thought we'd clarify Mm -hmm. that uh shout out to my mom for having this (laughs) having this conversation with me uh because well at first i got really hostile about it (laughs) because i was like i'm not saying they all are are the worst god (laughs) my and then uh we talked it out it's actually just really masculinity and yeah how that um comes to life because like if you think of like um i feel like it's it's a masculinity issue i think also because like male fragility is a very real thing we talk about white fragility a lot yeah but also um especially with certain situations um just like feeling very attacked um having this polarized conversation not understanding it holistically um i just think it's very easy especially like when you feel like your gender is under attack when it's actually not um to have this ideology that you're just going to separate yourself like from it and just be upset with everyone who says that 
men suck, which men are open to critique. Likewise, a women, which have been critiqued forever. Let's not forget that. Um, but yeah, male fragility is a real thing. And I think like stepping back and asking like why you're so hostile, maybe like why you feel so entitled. And um, that can be like a good reflection of why your masculinity is sucking. And it's not your gender, but it's how you're executing your gender through social groups. Yeah. And this yeah. isn't even like people who identify just no. as being Mm-mm. men because women different or like at least female identifying people like definitely uh have a lot of internalized sexism Mm -hmm. and stuff like that because of toxic masculinity so it's not just people identify as being a man Mm -hmm. either and i think too a good example of this is how many people lost it over the gillette commercial yeah Mm -hmm. for gillette razors also the patriarchy we're also saying we're um attacking one might say yeah. the patriarchy yeah. uh but not men as a gender what were you saying sorry uh sorry i was like focusing on the fact that i'm still jittery from my coffee classic 845 still jittery <laughs> um, i think that yeah like with the gillette commercial too especially um we have to like separate our male fragility from that And think about, like, why you got so upset. What the commercial was saying is that people shouldn't be so mean to one another and push kids on the playground. And um, I think they were in the right to say that because we create these masculinity norms while male-identifying people are growing up and they're, like, internalized through everyone else. And now everyone just has to deal with this in a Mm -hmm. razor company, which they are profiting off of it. Let's not forget that they are still a business. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the ones that have to introduce the conversation. Like that's not right. And I think the commercial too is just talking about how we need to treat like everyone with fairness and we need to hold everyone accountable. Like you don't get a free pass and that's okay. And you have to be okay with that too. I, have heard a lot of people talk about how interesting it is that we have to rely on corporations to package activism for us Mm -hmm. and then that's the only way that we're going to accept it and actually like have a discussion about it Mm -hmm. because like no one else will yeah and i think especially when you think of like the educational setting this is another topic i had that actually transitions pretty well when you like first learned about social justice and when you first learned about activism and what that looked like like i remember learning about feminism like in negative ways from my peers and like for example like fighting on my like at my school for um sexual assault awareness and then like trying to give like presentations and like lectures and stuff like I was supposed to do like I was in a club and this was like my job to do it yeah and just being shut down and being called um very derogatory like feminist terms and being told that I hate men and it's like in reality I love men and i love women i just want equality for both of them and we often like polarize feminists and we're like oh yeah they're just so crazy they're just man-hating like bra burning people and it's Mm -hmm. like if that's what you think it is take a step back collect yourself and use the internet as a resource and think of media literacy for once yeah and that's a stereotype very old view yeah, like for sure. Like, there's been a lot more happening in feminism mm-hmm. besides proper. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing Whereas, like, you can argue this about conservative stuff, too. We yeah. only see one part of it. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not fair for either side. But I think especially with feminism, the definition is the equality of the genders. And if you don't believe in that, don't talk to me. And that's simple. So, um, <laughs> that's my hot take. <laughs> if you don't believe in equality, defriend me. Stop talking to me. That's everything. You're going to say too much to inequality. I'm saying too much to inequality (laughs) this week. But yeah, when you think about like when you first learned about social justice, I remember it being immediately in a negative way. I never had these conversations in high school. I took women's studies 100 at my prior institution of learning, Winona State University. And um, I just remember I... It was just, like, all these conversations that I think I had in my head or I, like, journaled about, but no one, like, gave me the terms for them. Yeah. And when I could finally, like, match my experiences to terms, it was just, like, this whole whole place of empowerment and all this education I just wanted to explore. And it was just – it was such – 
like a social awakening point for me yeah and it was just such a great class to like get me into that and to have these conversations and they didn't happen until I got into higher ed and you have to think about like your friends from high school like maybe they didn't go to college or like Mm -hmm. other people from past generations that didn't get this higher education where are they learning about these issues probably from the news and they're probably not using media literacy so they're probably still having their biased viewpoints about it yeah and I remember like growing up in the Twin Cities when this wasn't like my first introduction to social justice and activism and protesting but I just remember like a really distinct part of me learning about that was the Black Lives Matter protests Mm -hmm. that were happening in uh, like Minneapolis and, mm-hmm. and like protesters were blocking highways and I like I'm from a pretty white area still because like my area isn't necessarily like the best it's kind of sketchy but it's still pretty white and so there were a lot of um, I wasn't hearing a lot of people of colors like opinions on Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. and it was mostly like conservative uh, like not people of color mm-hmm. and I think that their views were very different yeah. than if I would have been exposed to mm-hmm. more like diverse mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah. And I feel like, especially like in the twin cities, we like to pretend that the twin cities is a very liberal area, but look at Congressman Congresswoman Omar right now. And like everything mm-hmm. that's happening to her. Yeah. It's not, it's not a liberal area. It is it's a pretty white, it's liberal, a pretty area. white liberal area and activism only goes so far. Yeah. And we have to like consider why it's only going so far and what we're learning mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But yeah, I just I feel like also like with Black Lives Matter, it was just the whole thing too where people also not understanding and these are conversations that I've had in higher ed and I have to recognize my privilege that I've had to have these conversations yeah. too. Of like it's like it's not saying that Black Lives Matter more than any other life. Yeah, it's saying that they do matter. Yeah. Because I can walk to my house at night, be afraid, but I'm not going to get shot. Nothing's going to happen to me because I'm white. And well, I'm a woman. Let's not forget that. I am a woman. But moving past that, I'm not going to face police brutality ever. And that's a privilege because of my race. And that's just something that I get because it's my salient identity. But that's not fair whatsoever. And it was just saying that black lives do matter. All lives matter. Duh. Shut up. We get it. (laughs) Um, But let's talk about true police brutality statistics instead of generalizations yeah that's and that's basically like the biggest misconception with them i haven't really heard anything about black lives matter in a while though yeah it's um i read the memoir like the yeah one that the founders wrote was like not a terrorist a black lives matter movement something like that it was probably um one of the most incredible books i've ever read (laughs) i would recommend it and they talk about how it's like just like all of the community building of it and thinking also like misconceptions of the Black Panthers. That's a really important one to yeah. talk about too. And um, a lot of people didn't know that they had a lunch program for students to eat at school to make yeah. sure they were getting their meals. Yeah. And I bet you didn't know that. Yeah, um, some of them were armed. That is a correct fact. But also thinking about gun laws during that era and thinking about how many white supremacists were armed and are still actively armed all of the time and we just let that exist yeah it's but, just because mm-hmm. it's the demonization of people oh of yeah it's a demonization yeah. of the black panthers and black lives matter for sure yeah. yeah but yeah and i think too it's like we uh, we never talk about it through that way we just talk about it through like a polarized vortex but that's not healthy to get this transparent information out it's just like again an implicit bias that people may hold yeah mm-hmm and I think, too, we have a unique perspective talking about those movements as white women. Yeah. And I think, too, we still have ignorance within it and we recognize our privilege, like, within that narrative and knowing that we can share our views on this, but we still have a lot of privilege in it. And that's important to recognize. Our, yeah. Our views are very different than, like, yeah. a person of color's mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> what are you all saying too much to this week, Melissa? Oh, boy. Um, let's start with Carly. Okay, Carly, what are you saying too much to? Golf. Golf? Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop attacking me because I enjoy <laughs> golf. <laughs> um, I'm saying too much to Carly's attitude. Oh Just kidding. <laughs> um, Goes um, to the masters once. Yeah. I'm a changed woman. I'll never be the same. Yeah. Um, 
I'm saying too much to... Gosh. They were going to say God for a second. I was like, same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just poor uh, teaching of like sex Sex, and stuff like that within Mm -hmm. schooling, especially Mm -hmm. within religious schooling. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it does any favors. So Mm -hmm. I think we're going to go with that's too much. Um, I'm saying too much to toxic masculinity in men on this campus. Um, yeah. I, I see like you. That's yeah. not the first time I hate you. Oh. And, um, Whoa. take yeah. a WGS 100 class, take woman's studies and get back to me. Oh and, um, then we can talk about it a little bit more. And I feel like, um, understanding that, yes, I have a woman's studies minor. Yes, I'm involved in a lot of social justice circles. Also, taking one woman's studies class doesn't make you less of a man, and that's okay. And you can do yes. it, and you I believe in it. you. Take women's studies 100. Yeah. That would argu- arguably be one of the stronger things to do. Yeah. Uh, so I think you should go for I it. I agree. So I'm saying too much to not men on this campus, because as we discussed earlier, that's not all men suck, but toxic masculinity prevalent in men on this campus so goodbye and never join us again for that one wow (laughs) (laughs) that's my hot take too it's a heavy take (laughs) all right uh uh frat nation signing out (laughs) (laughs) that was so gross you're too much i changed mine okay still carly's have a good week everyone (laughs) listen next monday okay bye bye I be drippin' so much sauce, got a bit lookin' like Prego Lit up like a crystal ball